Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casino. Nothing else comes close. Good afternoon. Welcome into Sabres Live. I'm Marty Baron. Brian Duff is under the weather this afternoon. So it's going to be me and my friends for this hour of hockey talk here on WGR 550 radio only today, by today, by the way. So if you think of uh, getting into the house, tuning into MSG, we are not on the air on the TV side, but we are on the radio side. Sabres are at St. Louis tonight for uh first of two meetings this season against the St. Louis Blues and uh you know what I said I was going to bring some of my friends in so we're not going to wait to make this guy wait any longer we're going to go to this guy that tells story on sabers.com that's according to his uh, Twitter account that's Jordan Little Barber uh in St. Louis so uh Jordan um how long did it take for you to find that line and put it on your Twitter uh you know description there Oh, that, that was months of workshopping, uh, <laughs> focus groups, and, you know, eventually you, you narrow it down to a few final selections, and that's what we came up with. So uh, telling stories on Sabres.com is one of your many talents. Uh, fashion icon is another one. What an appearance <laughs> next to Kevin Adams in the press conference yesterday with the turtleneck. It looked fantastic. You've got the tie on right now, you know, road attire for, uh, for you know, employees and whatnot, but you are at the arena and the St. Louis Blues were on the ice for their morning skate. And now the Sabres will take the ice in about 15, 20 minutes. So um, any news circulating around the rink as to uh, what the Sabres may do tonight? Jordan Greenway looks like he'll be back in the lineup. Gary Kulik got sent down. Brendan Byro is up. So they've got options at forward. What do you think uh, we see in the lineup tonight? Yeah, well, we're, we're, the team will be on the ice in about a half hour here. So we'll get the answers then. But I think Don, Don Granado kind of uh, said yesterday, Jordan Greenway, he expects him to be back in the lineup um, after missing the last two games with a personal matter. So that'll be, that'll be great for the team. He's been one of the best penalty killers in the league, obviously an identity guy. So um, we'll, you'll likely see him tonight. And then how that affects the rest of the lineup, whether you go 11-7 as they did last game or you go back to a 12-6 look, um, we'll find out. Yeah, so, I mean, 11-7 and seven happened many times this year, and I think it was more with the roster restrictions that the Sabres did have. 
I don't think it happened last game. Last game was a decision to go with seven yeah. defensemen. We know Matthias Samuelson had left the game early against the New Jersey Devils after taking mm -hmm. a puck to the uh, uh, jaw face area. Uh, needed some stitches and also was held out from uh, just precautionary. The game was not going the right way, um, but they wanted to make sure he was going to be 100%. But the 7D played really well. Henry Yokiar, you played well. Dalene had another good game. Um, mm -hmm. Is this a new option now for Don Coronado to have 7D or is like most hockey teams, 12 and 6 is the way to go. And unfortunately, you may have to make some tough decisions as to who would not be playing on the back end? I think it is a new option. And the, I, the interesting thing is it hasn't been something Don Granado's done historically uh, during his time here in Buffalo uh, until this season. And like you said, it came out of necessity, but I think it speaks to how they feel about all seven defensemen and the, the roles each of them are playing. And you saw Henry Okihayu come back in in New York and he had a, he had a strong game. Um, Don Grado said he likes the physicality. Connor Clifton brings that's something unique to him. Eric Johnson, last I checked, led the entire NHL in uh, penalty kill minutes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's been an area of strength this year. So I think it's an option. Whether they go to it tonight, I don't know. But I, I do think it is an option moving forward. Jordan LaBarber from Sabres.com is joining us for a few minutes from St. Louis right now. The Sabres are not on the ice yet. Um, you know, central time kind of throws off a little bit of our timing because usually if it's in the Eastern time zone, 1130, they're on the ice. We already would have a sense of what the lineup might be. But unfortunately, we may not get that until later in the show, uh, if at all. But I do have a few surprises. Well, David Leggio is going to join us right. here in a little bit later. And uh, Darren Dreger is also going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. As, as always on Thursday, um, he always joins us there. Um, Jordan, when you look at the St. Louis Blues and you think of the challenge that it will be for the Sabres tonight to coming off that great win against the New York Rangers after a bad loss to the New Jersey Devils, um, what kind of uh, challenge would the Blues present the Sabres tonight in this game in St. Louis? Well, I think you're probably looking at a, at a team that's unhappy, kind of like you were, and not to the extent that the New Jersey Devils were, but, you know, the Blues are coming off a loss. They're coming off a two, two losses in the last three games, and yep. the start's important. You know, every around the league, team that scores first generally wins, but the Blues have taken that to one of the more extremes this year. I look, they're 10-0-0 they're and when scoring first, so um, you want to set the tone early, and you want to get that first goal, which is, I guess, kind of a generic thing to say, but maybe especially so tonight. Well, especially so tonight, and because we don't know what the Sabres lineup will be, we also don't know who will be in net for the Buffalo Sabres yet. We may get a better sense of that later in the show and when the Sabres take the ice for the morning skate. But um, something that has been really good for the Sabres is the play of Uko Pekalukunen. In his nine starts this year, he's 6-2-1. and one. He did have a loss to his credit when he came in uh, to relief of Eric Comrie when Comrie got hurt. Um, but still, in nine starts, being 6-2-1, and one, and the way that Lukanen has played, given the team confidence, um, what would you do? Would you keep rolling with Lukanen? More often now, knowing that you got a game today, you got a back-to-back -to -back this weekend, you got Tuesday, Thursday next week. Like there is some action here to get on a roll if you're the Sabres and Uko Pekalukinen. Yeah, and I think it's really exciting uh, to see him have the opportunity to to get into a rhythm 
um, which is something he hasn't had a, a lot of opportunity to do in his career because of injuries and, you know, a couple of years where he's up and down coming from Rochester. And, you know, we're right around the time this time last year when he had that six game winning streak uh, where you remember the big, big wins in Vegas and Colorado, with Colorado, which is actually a trip uh, coming up pretty soon for the Sabres. So yeah. I think it's exciting to see him get into a rhythm. Yeah, um, we talked to Dan Dunleavy yesterday. He said he feels like UPL is walking differently, uh, you know, playing differently. There's a lot of confidence there. Um, mm -hmm. Have you had a chance to to sit down and even talk to him about, you know, that confidence or uh, even talking to other players? And they always seem, Alex talked the other night, talking about, you know, Lukanen has been great. UPL has been great. He's so confident. Um, is that really a sense that you get from the locker room? Yeah, I do. Even just seeing him, um, you know, it's it's a it's a team, a young team, where all these guys are around his age, and he's he's been growing with them for years now. So yeah, yeah there's definitely a sense of comfort in that sense. But also, uh, I think Kevin Adams touched on yesterday just the amount of experience he has now. You know, he's it's kind of been there, done that, and he's able to just be more natural and be, uh, you know, be more in the moment, maybe. And and you definitely see it on the ice. There's definitely a a uh, a presence, which obviously is easy for a guy as big as he is, but yeah, he is <laughs> it's a confident huge. presence. He is huge. I mean, the more and more I look at him, he's gotten bigger. And I'm not talking like it just feels like his body is matured, his, his, his body language is matured, his posture is matured, which makes a big difference. Uh, a couple more minutes here with Jordan LaBarber of Sabres.com before he's got to go do some real work and catch the Sabres morning skate in St. Louis. Um, Jordan, Devin Levi got sent down to Rochester. We talked about it, Duffer and I. We've been talking about it for the last few weeks. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing right now. And they did what they thought was best. They tried Devin Levi early in the season. It just didn't work. That's it. It just didn't work. That's not bad. Like, Lukanen's playing well. You keep working with Levi. He's going to be a really, really good goaltender for this organization. Uh, Levi spoke yesterday. Um, what did you make of some of his comments, which I thought were very mature and, and going the right direction when having to, you know, spend some time in Rochester in the American League? Yeah, I thought it's classic Devin Levi. He's he's a guy who really um, focuses on the mental part. Of, I mean, med meditates on the ice. It's, yeah. it's being present. It's being present, being where your where your feet are. It's something he he really takes a lot of uh, puts a lot of stock into. And he's a, he's he's a good kid who's going to approach it the right way. And like you said, it's a good thing. Rhythm, getting getting to a rhythm, get practice time, get games. And I think he's the youngest goalie in the NHL this year. So uh, plenty of time to develop and look no further than UPL as an evidence as evidence of of why uh, the, the benefits of having that time. Not only UPL, but you look around the league, right? You see Soros having to wait his time behind Pecorine, Connor Hellebuck going through the minors before going to, uh, you know, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, Igor Shosturkin with Hartford, Vasilevsky with Tampa. I mean, there has been so many top-end goaltenders that have had to wait their time, develop in the minors, then, you know, be patient and wait for that opportunity. Now, we all thought maybe Levi's opportunity was going to work out and, and happen faster, quicker than maybe the uh, the normal route in the NHL. But, hey, that's, that's very simple. And, uh, you know, everything should be fine. Jordan, uh, any last words uh, when it comes to tonight's matchup before we let you go to uh, write your beautiful stories on Sabres.com? Uh, I, 
I, I don't think so. I think just uh, stay tuned to Sabres.com around noon. You'll have your, your game preview. Okay. Anybody, uh, any player in particular you think may, may get hot tonight or a player to watch? How about Victor Olofsson? He's he's had a couple of two, three two-assist games in the last four. Um, been playing really well. Uh, let's see if maybe he adds a goal tonight. Okay, well, Jordan LaBarber, thank you so much for joining us on Sabres Live here from St. Louis. He's always on the road. He always gets the juicy stories, or at least the right stories, the factual stories on Sabres.com. So give him a follow, read his stuff. It's awesome. Jordan, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, Marty. Well, that was Jordan LaBarber from uh, Sabres.com. He's in St. Louis. Uh, The Sabres went to New Jersey and then stayed in the New York metropolitan area, played the New York Rangers, came back home for about 24, 48 hours before heading back on the road, St. Louis tonight, and then the Carolina Hurricanes uh, on Saturday before coming home on Sunday. Um, An important matchup tonight against the St. Louis Blues. And you look at the Blues being very inconsistent this year. They don't have a lot of good goal scorers. They don't have anybody with 10 goals this year. They don't have anybody with nine. Uh, the Sabres have two. J.J. Paterka and Casey Middle and, and Jeff Skinner, I should say, with nine and 10. Only one player above 16 points. The Sabres have four. Um, their goaltending has been good, but not super. Uh, you know, so it's a weird thing with the St. Louis Blues. And, and their success this year, because they are in the playoff spot, they're 11, 9, and 1, uh, which is uh, just yeah, a couple of games better than the Sabres at 10, 10, and 2. As I said earlier in the show, we're going to have a bunch of friends joining us. And uh, this guy is uh, one of my goalie friends, but becoming one of my uh, really, really good friend here in Buffalo. He is the president and CEO of Ledger Goaltending. So for the local uh, goaltending community, you know what I'm talking about. He's the original fair play scandal, which I hope, Duffer, you're getting a little laugh at home right now because of the fireplace candle that uh, you gifted me one time because you didn't know what I was saying when I mentioned the fair play scandal. Played at Clarkson University, was in the uh, Rochester American in the AHL World Championship with Team USA, Olympic Games in 2018 with the uh, U.S., played a few years with Red Bull in Germany, but uh, more than, than that, he's a really funny guy and a good friend. David Leggio on the show here on Sabres Live. Ledge, how you doing? I'm doing great. Wow, what an intro. I feel fantastic now. Thank you so much. I'm doing great, that- Marty. I consider you a good friend, too. I should have been introducing you every game. Like every time you stepped on the ice, I should have had this, you know, play back just to get you pumped up. I think it's it's like, uh, what's that, Stuart Smalling from uh, Center Live? You're good enough. Uh, you're smart enough. I, I, I think I'm going to record what you just said. And that's going to be my alarm clock when I wake up every morning. And then- uh, you'd wake up and you'd be willing to take on the world. That would be awesome. Hey, before we talk goaltending, because I definitely want to talk Levi, UPL, all that is happening with the Sabres. Uh, but good friend of the show, Sabres Live Overtime Podcast, Andrew Podorowski played his first game in the NHL this year with the Seattle Kraken. And you're a good friend of Potsy. Um, golf with him. I've known him for a long time. You got to go to Chicago to watch him play with the Kraken the other night. Tell us what that trip was like because uh, there was a few special uh, surprises along the way. Yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. We're only in a couple of days. I'm talking like I actually was the one playing in the game. And, and yeah, Potsy's first game as a as a, a Seattle Kraken. Uh, you know, he, he got some games with the Canes in the past. Yeah. And obviously, for those of you that don't know Andrew, uh, you know, signed as a free agent on the college and 
he's I mean, I think I, I don't think I use the word lightly dominated the AHL. He's won two Calder Cups. He lost in the finals, I think it was last year, and, and he's had scoring titles. And you know, last year he had a tough injury, the uh ripped his hamstring off the bone and, and yeah. he oh. actually was able to come back. So his father in law, Jeff Froman, who, who's a friend, and uh you know, kind of reached out to a few of us and uh Phil D. Simone and uh Mike Nagai and Lucas his son and Owen Sullivan and it was kind of like a last minute thing Monday night. Hey, if Potsy's in the lineup tomorrow, do you want to go? And the answer is yes. Um, you know, then he mentioned, you know, possibly getting a plane, which I've never done before. Uh, oh, so you're not talking plane trains and automobile here. You're talking no. like the full top notch experience of private jets. We did it. We did it. Yes. I shouldn't say we, John, <laughs> the host of uh, the century did it right. So, you know, we wait till pregame skate. I, I was fortunate enough to put in a call to my, my old agent and Potsy's agent, Steve Bartlett, and say, you know, what's... Friend what's, of the show, too, Steve Bartlett, friend good friend show. of Sabres Live. Yes, one of the top agents and, and top human beings in hockey, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, so it seemed like it, before we found out the official word that there, there wasn't extra forwards, they had injuries and, and all that. So so once we found out that he was in, about 4 o'clock, we flew out, grabbed some dinner, uh, got to the game. We got to see warm-ups. Potsy tossed uh, a puck over the glass. That's going to go to my 7-year-old, Leo, who instructed me very specifically to get him a puck with a Blackhawks logo and a Kraken logo and also wow. get a Blackhawks statue uh, of some kind. And, uh, <laughs> so couldn't get him that. But So, that, yeah, we, we had to, to jet out of there literally right after the game. Uh, you know, was in bed by, uh, I think, one thirty or 2 in the morning and was on the ice coaching at 7 a.m. the next day and then to work for the, uh, the Key Bank. So um, quite the day. But it was it was great, you know. Patsy didn't get as much playing time as I think his he would have, uh, as we all hoped. A couple times he went to go on the ice, and his, you know, the, actually I think they drew penalties for the Hawks, so it was good for the team. But yeah. he played really well. He, he set up some guys and made some good plays. He got a power play shift in the third when they were down a goal. He was out with a man left, so it was an amazing experience. Uh, you know, Mister Fro definitely. Well, and and we're more importantly, most importantly, very happy for Patsy because he's a guy that has worked incredibly hard, uh, has played incredibly well, and hopefully he can um, get a good opportunity. And, and stick well, up. let's uh, yeah, let's uh, thank you to, uh, you know, Mr. Fro from in law okay. and uh, his support with the Junior Sabres as well, right? Like, I mean, he's a big sponsor, a big supporter of the Junior Sabres program uh, with Pat Coletta and uh, Lecom Harbor Center. So uh, we uh, thank him for that, but thank him for having you along this is nhl travel all through and through so that's awesome but uh well one of the reasons i i wanted you to come on today lads is number one you great storyteller and very funny but number two you have incredible knowledge uh when it comes to goaltending and you do great job with youth hockey college junior pros in the summertime you break down video um, and now what we have here in Buffalo is Devin Levi, you know, not a great start to the season. They gave it a shot, you know, needs to work on his game and develop going down to Rochester and play. You played in the American league a long time. You've seen younger players, older players in the American league. So what, what do you see in Levi's game that you think will benefit from time in the AHL? And what is that like being able to develop and play at the AHL level from your experience? Yeah. Uh, well, a few things. So, so one, I, 
from a selfish standpoint, you know, growing up in Buffalo, no, 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 you know, get tricked into being a goalie, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> especially in that era. I don't sound old, but like basically you watched who you had market, right? So I was blessed with, uh, you know, going back to even Grant Fear, um, you know, Dominic Hasek, uh, honestly yourself, and I've told you that before, Ryan mm-hmm. Miller, and, and so on. So I think that with Dylan, or excuse me, Devin, Dylan, yeah. but Devin coming to Buffalo and, and he will be here long term. Like one, I'm so excited just for like the goalie community in Buffalo to be able to see him because, you know, like he's like six foot and he's fast and he has incredible edges and cracking was fantastic and he competes and he battles. And, and um, you know, I, I just, I think it's going to be great because some, you know, a lot of goalies in the NHL, as you know, Marty, like six, two, six, three, six, four. So every goalie is at, I mean, most goalies are smaller, you know, right, at, that don't end up playing the NHL or pro. And, and for the local kids to see a guy that could play at that level at, at mm-hmm. a, you know, kind of a more appropriate size like myself, um, I think they're going to learn a lot from him. He's going to be very entertaining goalie to watch for a long time. But, um, you know, I just think that going to the AHL is going to get – I mean, I think in general, it just to get more efficient. I think when you're young, Marty, you can speak to this too, like – you just learn how to become more efficient, how, how to how to less and do more with that, how to take better paths to the puck, how to hold your edges better, how to process the game. I mean, when you're in college, you know, uh, let's say you're playing the hockey East, like he is, like, yeah, like maybe there's a guy or two or three on the other team that are going to end up playing the NHL. But now when you're in the NHL, everybody was not only that elite player in the, in the college or junior, you know, they've, they've matured their game. So mm-hmm. – it's a huge maturation process. I think it's a great thing for him. I saw a clip of his interview. It sounded like he was really excited for the opportunity to play. And, um, you know, UPL is playing incredibly well, too. So from an organizational standpoint, from, from the outside looking in, I think it's a win-win for all. You know, obviously, I'm sure, you know, Devin would, would like to be in the NHL and be, you know, 10-0 and have eight shutouts. But, um, look, at, at yourself, uh, Millsy, Jimmy Howard, I mean, just trying to make some comparables. Obviously, you were in college, but Howard, Millsy, I was trying to think there's one other I compared to. Like, goalies got to mature. It takes yeah. time. Now the NHL, I would argue, is as hard to play and as a goalie as ever. I mean, it, it yeah. used to be guy comes down the wall, over up to clapper challenge. You know, it used to be pucks in the corner, identify where the F3 is. Well, now everyone's flying around. Everybody's skilled. There's not really, like, a, a meat line, you know. So – I think the AHL is going to still it's, – it's going to be a great opportunity for him to play and help that team too and um, just mature. And, and, and I, there's, not, there's not many goalies that haven't had to do that. So uh, for him to have the experience that he's already got in the AHL, I think will benefit him too to take there and then just work yep. on his game, more efficient, processing, you know, and adapting to being a pro. I mean, that was a long answer, but, you know. No, it covers it covers a lot. Have a nine thirty like you did, Mark. Yeah, no, it covers a lot, and I love it. Uh, David Leggio here for a couple more minutes. Leggio goaltending, Key Bank, Olympians. Uh, you know, st- one that rewritten the rules. There's a rule now in the NHL, a David Leggio, David Leggio rule for uh, flipping the net over when you think you're better off facing a penalty shot. So that is uh, definitely some. Uh, some good stuff. Uh, you know, you, me, Rob Ray, we all have rules written after us. So that's great. Uh, also, uh, you probably know him, but Darren Dreger will join us at the bottom of the hour. So TSN Insider Dregs will come on and tell us about stuff from around the league. You mentioned UPL, Ukopeka yeah. Lukinen. He's 
six, two and one in nine starts this year. He has a six, three and one record because he was tagged with a loss after coming in halfway into a game. Um, what are you seeing about Lucan? And that's so different this year. You and I talk about goaltending a lot and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we see things sometimes similar, sometimes different, but what do you see of Lucan and that has made him so successful in his nine starts? Yeah, to, to me, he's just, he's just worked on becoming a lot more efficient. You know, I, I think you're seeing a lot less movement. I think he's able to get his pad level down a little bit, maybe, um, where he, he just seems to feel more net. And, and maybe that's, you know, the gear, just optically how that looks. Um, yeah. Because sometimes he's worn darker gear and, and taller guys, you know, we talked about like that kid look different. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure that uh, Mike Bales has, has had a big part of this too. I mean, his track record's great. We both know Mike. He's a phenomenal coach. And a lot of guys have come up to the NHL and developed, you know, well under him. And, um, you know, I, I think you could always see like what a great athlete he he is uh, over the years in Rochester and Buffalo and, and, you know, his skill and ability. And now it just seems like again, more efficient. Like he seems to be tracking the puck a little better, a little more patient on his reads, a little more patient on the puck releases, you know, using his post way better. I think his, his game, you know, for around the post and we talk about the RBH. So for those at home that don't know what that is, that's when a goalie's on the post with their pad leg down. So yeah. really good for wraparound plays, good for in tight jams and it good for plays around the network. You have to push off your post quick and make it back or play. And he's really improved that game too. And, and you know, I was fortunate to go to the game on Friday with, with my son, Leo. And one, I mean, as a Buffalonian my whole life, one, the atmosphere was amazing. It was great to see it sold out. The Sabres played great. They were physical, the scoring chances. Like it was, it was a really cool game to be, to be at. And, you know, UPL was fantastic. I mean, he just, it seemed like he was always in position. He was playing inside his blue paint, not over challenging. And, you know, push-pulling, so, like, he kind of remained, you know, together where he's not opening up holes for a, a, a guy his size. So, again, I, I, I said efficiency before, and I'll say it again with him. He's just become so much more efficient. You see that with young guys coming up, and, and that's what they need to get to. Um, you know, for people at home, you know, think Carey Price, think, uh, you know, yeah. Shesterk and some of these guys. Like, even Vasilevsky, like, coming in the league, you know, when I played against him in the minors, like, he was really good, but he was a little over the place. Uh, and now – yeah, he can he can stretch and do all these things, but he's efficient for the most part. So, I mean, it's been, it's been fun to watch UPL play this year, and, and hopefully he can keep it going. He's, he's really taken a huge step what, in the right direction. What did you make of that paddle save on Jimmy VC? that dive back paddle save? Did you ever have one of those moments where you think you're beaten and you get the, the glove or the paddle back? That looked a lot like Ryan Miller. Uh, he's made that save a couple of times, uh, you know, diving back with the paddle. I had the one on Andy Delmore, but mine was yeah, a lot was more desperate yours, yeah. than than his. His was was more under control. So, what about that save? What did you think at that moment? I didn't see the game live because I had a big team visualized game that night. Oh, um, so you know <laughs> that's I, beer I got, hockey. Before yeah, those who don't know, <laughs> one of the one of the premier organizations, uh, you know, in, in Western New York. Um, but uh, I saw the replay, and I saw it again last night. The best part was that they showed the replay when the Rangers playing Detroit. I, I think the best part for a goalie is the like BC's reaction, like yeah. of pure shame and disappointment. Um, <laughs> I had one in Rochester against Binghamton where I kind of got spun around and dove and made a glove one. But the one that really I really liked was when I was in Munich, we're playing Berlin, and with like 15 seconds left, a puck came from the point. They had a pulled goalie, went to the guy back door, and I stuck my stick out. It hit my stick, but the best is the guy like drops to his knees and grabs his head and like, <laughs> oh my God. 
And then the puck comes right around and gets in our back door. And he one times it and I save it and he like does it again. So they had like a gif. I wonder if I could find it with Red Bull that like he, it's the reaction. That's yeah. great. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's nothing better than that, especially if you make that save at home, you know. The, the well, you got to make his at MSG, which is such a famous, you know, good. arena. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to say, hey, I made something pretty uh, good at MSG and I'm going to take it and run with it. Uh, well, David Leggio, that was fantastic uh, time, good analysis, good storytelling. Now you can go on and uh, keep banking with uh, all that you do with KeyBank. And uh, I'm sure we'll have you on the show again. Uh, thanks for the time and thanks for all the good uh, Leggio goaltending moments you gave us here. Well, Marty, thanks for hosting a great show at Duffer. You guys are the best, and I will talk to you, I'm sure, very soon. Thanks for having uh, me. Were you gonna go, were you gonna say I'll hang up and listen? Isn't that <laughs> the, your tagline usually? I'll uh, hang up and listen there, Marv. Yeah, exactly. Marv on a car phone. Thanks a lot for joining <laughs> us today. We got to take a quick break here on Sabres Live on WGR 550. Only radio today on the way back. Darren Dreger, TSN Insider, will join us. See you in a couple. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Get back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back to Sabres Live here on WGR 550. Radio only today. Uh, and before we bring in our next guest, TSN insider Darren Dreger, I want to remind everyone to join us on <laughs> December 5th for Native American Heritage Night when the Sabres take on the Detroit Red Wings at, uh, you know, uh, downtown. There will be fun ways to honor and celebrate indigenous culture and history throughout the game. Get your tickets at sabers.com dash tickets right now. Uh, this may be Patrick Kane's first game with the Detroit Red Wings, which is a perfect transition to Darren Dreger. Dregs, um, you know, welcome back on the show. But uh, Patrick Kane picked the Detroit Red Wings. Were you a little surprised that that uh, happened and that it was his decision to go and join the break in Detroit? No, I wasn't overly surprised, Marty. You know, again, 
Patrick Kane and his agent, Pat Brisson, went through a pretty exhaustive process. I mean, they had their face-to-face discussions with all of the general managers and the NHL coaches, including the Buffalo Sabres, obviously. Yep. And, you know, I, I guess that Kane just felt like he was a better fit for the remainder of this year in Detroit. Yeah, the relationship with DeBrinkett going back to uh, the Chicago Blackhawks had influence. But I think Derek Lalonde, the coach of the Detroit Red Wings, also did an excellent job of selling Kane on how he was going to fit, the impact that he could have, the fact that, you know, they're not a, a fluke based on where they're at in the standings and where they're at in the regular season. They feel like they're trending in the right direction and are going to be a playoff-worthy team. You know, we'll see. But I think more or less that's what it came down to. And what was most curious to me, and I think it's a good move by Kane and by his agent, Brisson, to take the one-year deal. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not to say that he can't extend with the Detroit Red Wings. Or if Detroit isn't a playoff-worthy team, then why wouldn't he consider, and by he, I'm talking, I guess, about Steve Eisenman, the general manager of the Red Wings, maybe flipping Kane to a contending team at the March 8th trade deadline, and then you see where it goes from there. So I, I think that it was a curious process. But I think now in looking back, we know that why Patrick Kane, his family, and Pat Brisson took as much time as they needed. Um, just to be sure, now Patrick Kane signs a one-year deal, but it comes with a no-movement clause, right? So yeah, he would still yeah. need to have that yeah. approval at the deadline if they want to move yeah. him, if it's really not going the right way, right? I, I believe that would be the case. And, and even if he didn't have the trade protection that we know that he has, when you're talking about a decorated player like Patty Kane, I mean, you're you're not just outsourcing him at the trade deadline because you think you're getting a decent draft pick for him. Um, They would have had those discussions and I'm sure that that option would have been presented in some form. It may not get to that place, right? I mean, let's see how, you know, there's a ton of hockey between now and and March 8th and, you know, with the influence of Patrick Kane, you know, Dylan Larkins had a good year to bring it has been better than I think all of us expected that he was going to be in the fit with Detroit. So If they're a playoff-worthy team, then it's probably an issue that uh, doesn't surface for either the Red Wings or Kane. 2.75 um, mm-hmm. seems to be very modest for what Patrick yeah. Kane could give you. Like last year in New York, yeah. he still got 12 points in 19 games, 6 points in 7 playoff games, and he was like not even close to 100%. He was not healthy. Um, was there a team that maybe were looking to give yeah. him more money and he picked Detroit? Like, I, Was the process a little bit more... Uh, difficult than maybe just picking a team? Yeah, it would have been. And look, out of respect to those teams and those general managers, Brisson isn't willing to divulge who was second place, who was third place, what the money looked like. (laughs) I can tell you from following the story closely, I mean, there was a lot of speculation around the Florida Panthers. And and many believed that Florida was the front runner. I never got that sense. And that was from direct communication with the Florida Panthers because – They didn't feel like they had enough money to entice Patrick Kane. And it couldn't just be about the money. I mean, 2.75, you're right, you know, on a prorated contract is a bargain for the player that you're likely going to get. Uh, But I I think that this is a wise approach by Kane because imagine what the market is going to look like in the offseason for Kane. And maybe he does stay. Maybe he extends in Detroit. But... You know, if he plays as well as most of us expect, and there's still some risk in this, right, Marty? I mean, yep. we've seen other players. Nick Backstrom comes to mind at a similar surgery, and it didn't work out for well for him. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee that Kane is is going to feel as great 
as he feels today. He's gone yeah. about his process and rehabbing and all that the right way. So he's strong. He's ready to step back into the NHL, but there's some risk here. Um, if he plays through the year and he's as impactful as many of us expect he will be, man, then the offseason opens for him. And maybe Buffalo dives back into that pool. And then maybe it's a two- or a three-year extension at that point. And the other thing to to keep in mind here, too, is you know, he's a 35-year-old player, but the bonuses and the relief that goes along with a 35-year-old player, you couldn't use this year because he didn't turn 35 prior to yeah. the, the end of June. Well, that now can be applied for next year. So it gets a little bit more interesting on that. Yeah, part. you can, when you're 35 and older, you can sign a one-year deal yeah. with, with incentive bonuses, right? You, you're exactly. not allowed. Only entry-level contracts and 35 and over yeah. on one-year deal can have that. So, well, one guy signs a contract, one is likely to get his terminated. Corey Perry with the Chicago Blackhawks was put on uh, waivers for the purpose of termination. Um, we all know yeah. that there were some disgusting rumors that were swirling yeah. around. The Chicago Blackhawks don't want to talk about it much. It's internally being uh, handled right now. But um, what's next with Corey Perry? Be, are we expecting yeah. this to be a bit of a fight with the PA because of the termination? Like you're not technically allowed often. to just cut somebody no. and not pay them. So there's got to be a, a maybe a pushback, you would think, from the PA? I would think. But again, we don't know the specifics or the details. We've heard yeah. the speculation. Uh, most of us feel like we've got a handle on what may have led to the Blackhawks making the decision that they, they made, which ultimately, you're right, has led to the contract uh, termination. But we don't know the specifics, right? Um, and that's what the Players Association is going to go through. And it's important to note here that the PA has 60 days yep. to make that decision whether to grieve or not. Well, they're not just sitting in their offices twiddling their thumbs here. They're going through a real aggressive investigation. I'm sure they've already had conversations directly with Corey Perry. Um, and they'll go through their investigation before they determine whether or not it's it's worthy to grieve or not. One thing you know is that the Players Association is very protective of the guaranteed contract. Corey Perry signed that $4 million deal with the Chicago Blackhawks. So they want the messaging out to the other teams, assuming that they are going to file, and maybe they win the grievance, which goes to uh, an independent arbitrator, not to the commissioner's office, goes to an independent arbitrator. The messaging in all of that isn't just to make Corey Perry's finances whole again. It's to send message to the other 31 teams in the National Hockey League. Look, you know, we don't know all the sordid details. We don't know all the ins and outs, but you don't just terminate a contract based on the player you know, going through waivers. So I guess given the limited knowledge and the detail of what actually led to this, I still feel I'd be surprised if the PA doesn't file the grievance and try and fight this. We did see that with Evander Kane and the San Jose Sharks, right? He yeah, terminated yeah. his contract. There was a yeah. grievance and then there was a settlement. Yeah. It then led to him signing with the Edmonton Oilers. So yeah. we may see something similar when it comes to Corey Perry and his situation now with the Blackhawks and the rest of the league moving forward because who knows? Maybe he comes back in the league, um, you know, after this is all settled down. Um, quickly, we have a couple of minutes. Uh, goaltending, um, you know, the Oilers. The New Jersey Devils, maybe the Ottawa Senators, maybe looking at, yeah. you know, making their crease better. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned Jake Allen a lot. I mentioned yeah. Peter Mrazek a lot. Um, are we expecting something to 
maybe happen in December? Is it at, in the new year? Where's the goalie market going now, especially with a couple of teams that really need some help in, in the crease? Yeah, and then look, I'm wondering about Mackenzie Blackwood as well. I, yes. I I haven't heard directly from the San Jose Sharks yet. You know, I feel like if Mike Greer's got him in play, it's it's going to have to be for the right return. I mean, he's at this stage of the regular season, you're not just flipping a high quality goaltender out there to do a a manager a favor or a yeah. team a favor. You know, what's the price uh, to encourage San Jose to have that conversation? Um, New Jersey feels like a team that definitely wants to do something. And I, this just takes me back to, you know, all the, the speculation around Connor Hellebuck and the Winnipeg Jets, right, mm-hmm. um, in the offseason. And, and look, I know that Tom Fitzgerald and the New Jersey Devils more than kicked tires with the Winnipeg Jets on Hellebuck. They just didn't like the sticker price, not just what the trade would have looked like, but then having to extend them at the dollar. It just it, it made didn't make sense for Fitzy and, and for the Devils. But that team needs something. Like they, they need something to get going. In Edmonton, um, you know, it's so early here. You know, McDavid's putting on a show again, like we're used yep. to seeing Connor McDavid in the National Hockey League. Stu Skinner is playing better of late. Darnell Nurse is playing a lot better of late. Um, Evan Bouchard isn't the defensive disaster out there that he was in the first 10, 15 games of the regular season. So if they can continue to keep things stable in Edmonton, maybe the, the answer is internally. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Campbell is called up in the near future. I, I really wow. wouldn't. And that's not because you, you feel like he's a better option than what you already have. I think it's twofold. Uh, I think that it it gets Jack back into the National Hockey League, but just as importantly, if he's playing in the NHL, now that that creates maybe a more favorable trade opportunity when you're looking for that goaltender in Edmonton outside to include Jack as part of a deal. So, yeah, there's still some interest. There's still some tire kicking, but on the goalie front, there's nothing imminent yet. Uh, and last, uh, when it comes to the goalies, e-bug no. situation in Calgary, dusty <laughs> nickel. Uh, dusty. we have rusty nickels here in Buffalo, but uh, no <laughs> dusty nickel, uh, you know, dregs. Um, I, I find that it's fine. I mean, if you are late last minute, you got to have an e-bug and you yeah, roll yeah. with it. Uh, it doesn't happen that often, but is the, are the GMs in the league worried about it? Well, not overly worried about it because it happens so infrequently, like once yeah. or twice a year. Um, but you know, because it surfaced again, the potential of it surfaced in, in Calgary with Markstrom out late. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he got sick on his way to the rink. And by that point, the Calgary flames missed the 5 PM deadline to get a goalie up. They didn't have a choice. They had to go to the e-bug and then Vladar gets bowled over and you're like, Oh, yeah. in comes dusty nickel. Um, there's lots of ways to look at it. It's a bad look for the NHL. It is. And I get that from the majority of general managers that I've had conversations with about this, there's a concern about the health of that player. What if that player gets hurt? You know, what if Dusty Nickel goes into the net and he takes one to the throat or whatever scenario unfolds, this man gets hurt, you know, in other leagues, like I think of the the bullpen catcher in major league baseball, right? Like what's wrong with having either a roster exemption for a goaltender or having a full-time goalie in the system that can bounce back and forth only on emergency basis between the American League and the National Hockey League. And the club's got to pay him 250, 300 grand. That's your job, right? You're, you're probably not a bad job. Who wouldn't want that job? Yeah, it's not a bad job. Imagine, you know, you're on your way out of the NHL. You don't really feel like you want to play in the American League anymore, but 
for 250, 300K, yeah, you're okay with being the emergency goaltender for an NHL club. It wouldn't be a bad gig. So those are conversations that are going to continue to happen. I know the NHL gets perturbed and annoyed when guys like me talk about this, but (laughs) for, for a polished league to have somebody like that potentially going into the net in an NHL game, which we've seen a couple of times, I don't like the look of it. Scott Foster, David Ayers, those are just a, two of the names that have happened. They're legendary yeah. uh, goalie union members in the <laughs> yeah. NHL. So, uh, yeah. Dregs, maybe that's your next job. Maybe you're oh, going to be the e-bug with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs or, you know, go back to uh, Winnipeg or the West Coast <laughs> or whatnot. But uh, always appreciate your time here, Dregs, TSN Insider. Yeah. Have, a, uh, have a pretty good weekend. All right, you too. You have a great weekend, Marty. And uh, all the best to Duffer. Get well, Duffer. I appreciate it. We'll be right back here on Sabres Live on WGR 550, radio only today. See you in a bit. We're back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome back. Last segment of Sabres Live here on WGR 550. Radio only today and tomorrow, by the way. So don't uh, look for us on MSG tomorrow at noon. We will be only on WGR 550. Uh, and it is the holiday season. So get in the giving spirit this season with Holiday Angels. The Sabres have partnered with Child and Family Services to give fans the opportunity to adopt a family and donate gifts to make their holiday a happy one. Visit Sabres.com slash Holiday Angels to learn how you can participate. It is a great program. Just check it out. Help give whatever you can and maybe partner with another family and, and then, you know, join in to be able to help people in need in this holiday season. Um, happy birthday. To many people, but first of all, happy birthday, Palmer man. Jason Pominville, born on this day in 1982. You do the math. Little Palmer man is, uh, you know, aging, but still looking great. I talk to him probably every couple of weeks, two, three weeks. We do some stuff together, radio stuff in Montreal sometimes. And uh, he's doing great. Family is doing great. He misses Buffalo. I can't wait till Palmer man comes back and makes an appearance here in Buffalo. Also, Ben Stiller is 58, Billy Idol is 68, and Bo Jackson is 61. Bo knows baseball, Bo knows football, Bo knows everything. And, uh, man, what a legend he was when he played the game. Quick update here from the morning skate in St. Louis. Uh, Sabres line are looking like Middlestat with Skinner and Tuck, Cousins with Benson and Paterka. Uh, Krebs with Greenway and Oposo and Jost with Olofsson and either Roseanne or Byro. They've been rotating in. So I would suggest Greenway will be in and one of Roseanne or Byro will be out in the game tonight. So that is something to uh, definitely pay attention to uh, when it comes to tonight. 14 games in the NHL tonight. A lot of action. Uh, when you look at the games going on, you know that Pittsburgh is in action tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. New Jersey Flyers are playing Carolina, not Carolina, Montreal Canadiens and the Panthers. And then late tonight, the Washington Capitals are in Anaheim. Washington beat LA last night 2-1. to Charlie Lindgren again with a stellar performance. 38 saves on 39 shots. He's been fantastic. Washington had no business winning that game, and they did. And so the Sabres need to win in St. Louis. 
They need to put a few in a row. They're 3-1-1 one one in their last five. If they want to get into that wild card conversation and not take too much uh, delay. So anyway, great show today. Thanks to our uh, guest. And we will see you tomorrow on Sabres Live at noon on WGR 550. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.